0: on a particular day in a particular week actually specifically 3 days after the ending of the passover observance of that particular year in the hebrew calendar an old priest is sitting in the small back room of his small home in jerusalem reading and rereading three bits of text from the neviim and ketavim these three scriptures have been intriguing him for the last few weeks Their words seem to cross over and to interlock with each other. The first are words from David. The second are words spoken unto David. The last are prophecies pertaining to the house of David, still to be fulfilled. The old priest rubs his eyes and reads the words again. First from David. The old priest, for perhaps the 50th time, asks himself the same series of questions. Does David write of himself? Or is it of one to follow in his line? Or does he write of Messiah, Christ? He lets out a deep breath and rereads the second text. Familiar. Lately, it has been feeling unfamiliar. I will raise up your offspring to succeed you, one of your own sons, and I will establish his kingdom. I will establish his throne forever. I will be his father and he will be my son. I will never take my love away from him. I will set him over my house and my kingdom forever. His throne will be established forever. the old priest yet again has questions. Is this promise speaking only of Solomon or another in the Davidic line, or does the prophet point to Messiah, Christ? And if this is so, is this son of David, the very one who will interpose the law of the heart for the endlessness of the burnt offerings and sacrifices? Who is this one to be? He clears his mind and begins upon the final text, uh, reading words he has already, by now, memorized. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. The old priest has no questions after this scripture. This, quite obviously, is Messiah, Christ. But the questions are, what kind of Messiah is a Messiah whose highest attribute would be delight? And how will this Messiah manifest the Spirit of the Lord? The Spirit of wisdom and understanding, counsel and might, of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. What will it mean that this anointed one, this Christ, is over the house of the Lord, and yet finishes the tasks of the temple through his own obedience? This is what the old priest is thinking about when the door opens, His wife walks in, coming to remind him that he is long past due at the temple. He remembers the appointment he had made there. He leaves his home and walks along the busy streets of the city. He is still half thinking of all the various questions he had been considering in his study. He has that sort of look about him walking. He arrives to the temple only half aware. He crosses through the gate, turns to his left southward to walk along the portico to where he'd scheduled the meeting. But something catches his eye. Across the way, against the inner high walls of the inner part of the temple, a gathering of priests and Levites, scribes and Pharisees are circled. Some are listening, others are gesticulating with great passion— The old man walks over and tries to see what it is they are circled around. What he sees surprises him. These priests and Levites, scribes and Pharisees, all these elders and holy men of the people of Israel, are both talking to and listening to a boy. He is sitting in their midst, a child of perhaps 12 or 13 years, and he is talking to them and listening to them as if he is one of them. The look in his eyes is respectful, but firm, assured. He has so many questions and also, seemingly, answers. There is something altogether overwhelming about this boy. The old priest studies him. When... Arriving through the Shushan gate, turning left, just as the old priest, and approaching the circle, an anxious, or are they furious, Uh, mother and father arrive. They see the boy and walk right toward him, cutting through the circle of elders. The mother speaks. Son, what are you doing? Your father and I have been looking for you everywhere. The boy smiles knowingly. Why were you searching for me, he asks her. Didn't you know I'd be in my father's house? As he says this, the boy happens to look over, directly in the direction of the old priest, and their eyes meet. The boy studies the man. His smile broadens. He nods his head, as if to say, Yes, Friends, prior to anything else about this scene, I want to make one thing about the life of Jesus abundantly clear. He was, first and foremost, a son. So much of what we'll see down the road in the chronology of his life will be entirely contingent upon his self-identity as the son of the Father. His words his obediences, his willedness, his schedule, all built around his sense of what the Father was calling for in real time. Which is what makes that glimpse of him at 12, which is, by the way, in Luke 2, so lovely. That that self-awareness was already taking root so young. So, in that spirit and with an eye on where all of this is eventually going, I want you to listen to two snippets of Romans 8, paying attention especially to what it says about us. All who follow the leading of God's Spirit are God's own sons. Nor are you meant to relapse into the old slavish attitude of fear. You have been adopted into the very family circle of God, and you can say with a full heart, Father, my Father. The Spirit Himself endorses our inward conviction that we really are the children of God. Think what that means. If we are His children, we share His treasures. And all that Christ claims as His will belong to all of us as well. Yes, if we share in His sufferings, We shall certainly share in his glory. Moreover, we know that to those who love God, who are called according to his plan, everything that happens fits into a pattern for good. God, in his foreknowledge, chose them to bear the family likeness of his son that he might be the eldest of a family of many brothers. He chose them long ago. When the time came, he called them, he made them righteous in his sight, and then lifted them to the splendor of life as his own sons. That was Romans 8, 14 through 17 and 28 through 30. Friends, as we picture Jesus sitting surrounded by the elders and teachers of Israel in his father's house, And as we listen to those words from Paul describing the invitation to us, what are you and I meant to internalize? That, like Jesus, we are made sons and daughters by our relationship to the Spirit. That, like Jesus, we are meant to be without fear. That, like Jesus... We are perfectly welcome in the family circle of God that like Jesus, God, the father is our father, that like Jesus, we are inheritors of everything he himself possesses, claimants upon every claim, every promise of God, that like Jesus, we are meant to carry ourselves as those destined for glory. That, like Jesus, we may be relaxed within our personal trust in the Father because His plans for us are good and are all-encompassing. That, alongside Jesus, we are being made to look like Jesus. That Jesus, in fact, is our trustworthy older brother. That, thanks to Jesus, we are chosen, called, made righteous in the sight of God, and all of this ends with our being lifted into splendor like Jesus. And here's perhaps the wildest thought of all, amidst all these wildly wonderful thoughts, when you stop to think about the reality of what Jesus has done. At a point in history... Again, on a particular day of a particular week of a particular year, Jesus of Nazareth went into the temple, the house of God, and declared that this was the house of his father. While on the way to doing what? Living and then dying and then living again so that all of us may know that father as our father and that the spirit of God would make us the house of God, his temple. He walks in so that we may walk in. He lives so that we may live. He obeys as a son so that we may be sons and daughters. Everything he does is purposeful and for us. Thanks for listening.